Lecture topic. Fanning the flames of love. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi al-nadheen as-tafa. Amma ba'du fa'a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim. Bismillahi ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Wal-lazina amanu ashaddu hubban lillah. وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ثلاث من كن فيه وجد بهن حلاوه الايمان الى اخر الحديث او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وسبحت علماء الكرام برذز الناس الله تعالى كريت الانسان ويريس ايموشنز ودن هيم and among these many emotions is one very very powerful emotion an emotion that drives insan that can make him do things which outwardly may seem impossible drives him to do things which sometimes are actually insane but this emotion drives him it's the emotion of love this emotion of love just depends now which direction that love is in if that love is in a positive direction then it will drive him to so many positives that generally a person might think this is not within anybody's capacity to do and allah forbid if that love goes in a negative direction then the whole world will get together and try to convince him that this is not in order don't do this you'll destroy yourself but the love of something has come in his heart and he'll ignore everybody for what has now come into his heart so allah taala also wants us to use this emotion of love to bring us closer to him allah taala created us Allah created these emotions in us. Allah Ta'ala wants us to use this emotion in a positive manner. And therefore Allah Ta'ala says, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبَّ لِلَّهِ That the believers, they have greater love for Allah Ta'ala. Their love for Allah is more intense. So what this indicates is, that as insan, it is natural that there is love for things around us for people around us is part of human nature parent and child there's a bond parents go out of their way to do what they do for their children that mother does what she does for her child it's nothing but love what else will make some mother wake up in the middle of the night and break her sleep for the sake of a child and repeatedly do it what else but love what makes parents strive in the way they do for the child it's only love and if that love is there in the side of the child as well then they go to any length to take care of those parents to see to them to their comfort to their well-being but if that love is missing any side then you'll see a different picture and likewise in all other relationships so it is this emotion of love that drives a person Allah Ta'ala is saying that insan, this is his nature, he has these various things within its attachment in his heart. زُجِّنَ لِلنَّاسِ حُبُّ الشَّهَوَاتِ مِنَ النِّسَاءِ وَالْبَنِينَ وَالْخَنَاطِيرِ الْمُقَنْطَرَ مِنَ الزَّهَبِ وَالْفِضْبَةِ وَالْخَيْلِ الْمُسَوَّمَةِ وَالْعَامِ وَالْحَرْفِ Allah Ta'ala says all these things, Allah has placed this natural attachment, person's spouse, person's possessions, his belongings, all these things Allah has placed a natural attachment and therefore he takes care of these things as well if there was no natural attachment bond no love for the things around him then he won't bother whether it's there not there gets destroyed who steals it what happens but that's not the way it happens people look after these things because of that attachment Allah Ta'ala says that all those attachments in place a mu'min وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبَّ لِلَّهِ the love for Allah Ta'ala, that is above everything. And how will that now 
be judged. So what is more? The love of Allah Ta'ala or the love of something else? So that will come at a time when there's a clash. On the one side is the command of Allah Ta'ala, on the other side is the demand of the nafs, for example. And the demand of the nafs is against what Allah Ta'ala's command is. On the one side is the command of Allah Ta'ala, and the other side is the demand of somebody around us. But that demand is wrong. What does a person do? What does he give into? What does he give preference to? That will now show where's the love. But without this mahabbat of Allah Ta'ala becoming dominant in the heart of a mu'min, he cannot make any progress in getting past all the obstacles and making his true objective in life what his objective should be. A mu'min doesn't live a purposeless life. This is something which the Yahud and Nasara have, their lifestyle. It's a purposeless life. Purposeless. Life, the purpose of life can't be to make money. That is a need, that's a necessity to earn a halal living. That can't be the purpose of life. Because the purpose of life, if that is the purpose, then it means the person should live forever here to be able to enjoy it. Who's going to live forever? Nobody's going to live forever. So it can't be the purpose of life to just keep amassing dunya. That's a need. Allah Ta'ala has made it also a part of a mu'min's obligation to earn halal living after the other obligations of deen. It's not the purpose. Allah Ta'ala has made it permissible for the insan to take a rest, to relax, and take a little bit of a breather, to refresh himself. You'll even find that this refreshing of oneself, mental refreshing, you'll find in the books of Hadith, Nabi Karim Wasallam's conduct and his beautiful example of life, you'll find even one chapter, the mizah, the light-heartedness of Nabi Karim Wasallam. For what was this? This was to make everybody comfortable around. Otherwise they'll be so overawed, they won't even be able to take the benefit. But this was a part of giving them some mental relaxation as well. And teaching this. Look, everything has its place, everything has its time. But if this was the object of life, which the Yahud and Nasara have made, that a person's object of life is to earn the dunya and then to just enjoy it in his entertainment, in all his various leisures and pleasures. So that's become the object of life. How to try and amass it and how just to live life to the full. But a mu'min now is a mu'min. So now he's going to be concerned about his deen. So deen becomes an add-on if that lifestyle is taken. If the love of Allah Ta'ala is not more, if the love of Allah Ta'ala is not more intense, then deen carries on. Sometimes it will get moved back and forth because it needs to accommodate other things. Salah will be moved because some spot is on. And the eyes will be now not controlled because now he has to watch what's going around. And now there's some feeling to now be watching some series now. So now, well, we'll get done with it later on with Toba. So one thing after the other, nafs and shaitan will keep whispering something or the other so that this person gets further and further away from his objective. But deen will be somewhere there on the side as an add-on and it will appear everything is very good. But Allah Ta'ala says, The believers, their love for Allah is greatest. Other things are there, but all that is subservient to the love of Allah Ta'ala. And when the love of Allah Ta'ala comes, how it displays itself. So, we look in the lives of the sahaba kiram the lives of the pious, and we see how the love of Allah Ta'ala manifests itself. What else was there for Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala when he was being dragged on the hot sands of Makkah Mukarramah, and yet nothing deterred him from his iman, and he could still continue saying, Ahad, Ahad, what else but the love of Allah Ta'ala? The love of Allah was above everything. Whatever torture comes in the way, 
That torture means nothing in the face of the love of Allah Ta'ala. That can be born, but that iman cannot be left for one moment. What else could have made Abu Zar radiallahu ta'ala an, despite being advised, okay, things are not conducive now, don't proclaim your iman. But that love of Allah came so intensely in his heart, come what may, whatever happens, happens. But I cannot hold myself back from proclaiming this. Whatever happens, happens. And day after day, he is being beaten, but the next day he still can't hold himself back. That this fervor of Iman has come, this has to be expressed. And likewise, throughout the ages, we see those who had been infused with this love of Allah Ta'ala, then whether it is in holding on to Iman, or whether it is in excelling in Amal, what made Usman radiallahu ta'ala an perform the, decide one Quran Sharif in one rakat, and not just once off, common, the Sahaba in general, you'll find in the Quran Sharif, the manzils, first manzil, second manzil, seven manzils, this was generally the ma'mul and the practice of Sahaba Ikram, that they would decide one manzil per day. Generally this was the practice, some much more, but the common practice was this one manzil. Now what drove a person to make that much of tilawat of the Quran Sharif, to be engaged in the tasbih and zikr and remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala an, who was the greatest muhaddith of the ummah, but used to recite tasbih 12,000 times daily. Now what brings a person to do this? What is going to drive a person to make the sacrifices that he makes for deen? To undertake whatever it comes, whatever pressure comes on that heart, but not to look at that haram, what else is going to draw that gaze down but the love of Allah Ta'ala? That my Allah has given the command, Say to the believing men to lower their gazes and protect their chastity. And the next ayat Allah addresses the woman in the same manner. What's going to make that possible? That a person is confronted with that situation, that woman is passing or that phone is beckoning, or whatever else, and he says, not one step in that direction. My Allah is watching. And I cannot afford to disrupt the relationship with my Rabb. Why? Because that love of Allah is intense, and more intense than everything else. So now this is the need, this is the need to develop and to bring that mahabbat of Allah Ta'ala, where it becomes dominant over everything then salah would not just become easy, whether it's fajr, to be in the masjid for the fajr salah, whether to leave everything behind and come for zuhar, asar, maghrib, isha, it will become a pleasure. One person, the name escapes the mind, one of the salafu salihin, he was very, very ill. So he used to be brought to the masjid with some help. Two people used to carry him. So now one day somebody told him that you are excused. You don't have to come in this condition. If you perform your salah at home, and that is the case, that is the ruling of Sharia, that a person in this situation is not obligated to come to the masjid. So he said that the day you don't find me in the masjid, after the muazzin has already called out, Hayyal al-salah, Hayyal al-falah, the muazzin has already proclaimed, come to salah, come to success, and you don't find me in the masjid, then look for me in the graveyard. You don't find me in the masjid, then I'll be already in the qabr. Not possible that the muazzin has called hayyal as-salah and I didn't come. Now what made him do that? Whereas he was excused in terms of sharia. But the love of Allah Ta'ala was driving him. Now this is the need. That to the extent that the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala will be inculcated, this will be generated in the heart, this will bring a taste of iman. Like in the hadith sharif, Nabi Karim Salaam says, سَلَاسٌ مَنْ كُنَّ فِيهِ وَجَدَ بِهِنَّ حَلَاوَةَ الْإِيمَانِ There are three things, when that comes in the heart of a person, that comes in him, he'll get the sweetness of Iman. Which makes it very clear that Iman has a sweetness. Iman has a sweetness like a person, one explanation of this is, 
that he'll get the enjoyment of ibadat. Various other explanations. The Muhaddisin say all this is in its place. It is that plus more. It is a physical experience. Like a person is driven, somebody has a love of food, he'll drive sometimes 10 kilometers to go have some ice cream that is something very, very uh, unique or something exclusive, something now just hit the market now. I'll drive 10 kilometers for it. What's driving him? He's driving, but something's driving him. He's being driven by the love of food. Or maybe sometimes it's a love of something else, to Allah knows. Some people talk about it, people go and take one bite or something, because it's now the in thing, but then it's not good for the health. So they can't take more than one bite. But then after that bite, then it's now on the... Because the status has now gone high now, so it goes on to the status. And I was here, I did this. Then after that, that can get wasted to his okay. So now that he is being driven by an ego. But now the person is driving for that distance for what? Or what is driving him? He is being driven by the love of food, for example. Somebody, he can't even afford the car. But now he's got a love and a passion for cars. Now he knows the detail of every car and all the finer points and he can spend hours talking about it. He can spend hours reading about it. He can spend hours doing whatever else. What is driving him? He can't even afford driving the car. But something is driving him. That passion for it, that love. And likewise, so many things, that love for something comes in the heart and it takes over a person's life. So Allah Ta'ala is putting this forward to us. That is mu'mineen, Allah's love must be above everything. And three things Nabi Islam says, when this comes, there's a sweetness of iman that will come in the heart. Like a person eats something sweet, he enjoys that. He'll get the physical experience of the enjoyment of iman. He'll get that sweetness when lowering his gaze from haram. He'll get that sweetness when answering the call of the Muslim at the time of Fajr, in the early summer morning, in the cold winter morning. This will drive him. This is what we need. Now how will this come? Every mu'min, Allah's fazal, he has iman, the love of Allah is in his heart. Undoubtedly it's there. But whether it's there to the level that it should be there, that's another question. Undoubtedly it's there. One person asked, one pious, one buzrog, that all the time this aspect about now, uh, you know, kindling the love of Allah Ta'ala, how is this done? So he gave him an example. He said to him that now if there's a, some fire now is dying off, very, very small flame in there, or some coals are now just little bit, you want to kindle that, what you'll do then? You say, I'll fan it. I'll fan it, that will bring up the flame again. He says, well, that's what you need to do. You need to fan that bahabbat of Allah which is in the heart of every mu'min. But, sometimes it's just a small little flame, sometimes only the redness of the coals that can be seen. Alhamdulillah is there, but is not to the extent that it should be there. So now what it requires? It requires to be fanned. So now when a person fans it, it'll come, it'll light up. And when it lights up, it'll light him up. So now how is this going to be fanned? So the thing that will fan it is the amal. And what Allah has made it as a means of fanning it. Then a person won't be looking for entertainment to appease himself. Which is no way that he can ever get any kind of satisfaction out of that. Satisfaction to try to get satisfaction out of any haram or even futile things is like a person who is very thirsty. So he's drinking salty water to quench the thirst. Standing at the, on the beach, he's drinking salty water to quench the thirst. If it is cold, for example, it'll make it feel a little bit nice for how long? Just while it's on the tongue. But as it slips down, the thirst will increase. And the end result is misery. You'll be miserable all the time. Just trying to fill one void with something that can never fill it. So what's going to fan it is amal. What amal? The amal that Allah has made the means of fanning this mahabbat. So now just to touch on a few things. That 
Among the things that fan this muhabbat, one is the faraiz. There is nothing that can fill the, or, or replace fulfilling the faraiz. As in the Hadith Sharif, Hadith Qudsi, Allah Ta'ala says, that وَمَا تَقَرَّبَ إِلَيَّ عَبْدِي بِشَيْءٍ أَحَبُّ إِلَيَّ مِمَّ افْتَرَدْتُهُ عَلَيْهِ The thing that brings a person to closer to me is nothing more beloved to me than that which I have made farz upon him. So completing the faraiz, that is without any compromise. And completing it as best as possible. We want everything else, mashallah, very well. If the meal is served to us, we don't want it just, just anyhow. It must be presented well also. There must be some extras on the side. There must be all the things that make it more appetizing. But salah, for Allah Ta'ala we do the least and want the most. And for ourselves, we want everything, all the extras and whatever else. And if somebody didn't do it as we asked for it, then that's a big problem. We want, in terms of our clothing, everything to be very smart and very, very up to date. Our possessions, our car must be shining all the time. Whatever else, everything to the T. What about our salah and trying to do it better? Because this is after all we think for Allah Ta'ala. Allah who granted us everything. Allah Ta'ala was our benefactor. Every breath we take, we are totally dependent on His grace. Shaykh Saadi Rahmatullah says, every breath requires two shukar. To be able to breathe in is Allah's great, great gift. Allah's na'mat. That a person managed to take that breath in. Otherwise he can't survive. And if that breath went in but didn't, he didn't manage to exhale, that will become death. On one breath, two shukar are required. And in order to make that shukar, you still need to breathe. So just the breath alone, if he makes sugar his whole life, he can't fulfill the sugar of breath. What about everything else? So now, Allah has blessed us with all this. We have to submit ourselves to Allah Ta'ala. Everything for Allah Ta'ala. Our entire existence for Allah Ta'ala. So in any case, what is going to... So the first thing is the faraiz. And in the faraiz, top of the list is salah. And trying to do the best. But now we want all the extras in everything else. So Allah Ta'ala says also, do something extra for me as well. وَمَا زَالَ عَبْدِي يَتَقَرَّبُ إِلَيَّ بِالنَّوَافِلِ حَتَّى أَحْبَبْتُهُ Allah Ta'ala says, my, the faraiz is faraiz. There's no question about compromising that. But my servant then continues to get closer to me with the nawafil. So obviously the sunnats all will be completed. Over and above that, some nawafil. Maybe Ishraq, Duha, after some Salah, another two rakas nafil. Sometimes, if we think back, that when last, maybe sometimes some people, they themselves say, I can't remember when last, I made the four sunnats before Isha. Or the four sunnats before Asar. Because sunnat in our category, our definition has become, sunnat ghair muakkada especially, the definition that we have created for ourselves is, Something you can leave out. Sunnat is ghair muakkada, something to leave out. That's the definition we have put for ourselves. Whereas how it became even sunnat, being the amal of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the sahaba kiram, sunnat was something to give their life for. Our categorization is different. Whereas as far as the four akats of asr is concerned, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has declared, Rahimallahum ra'an, salla qabla al-asri arba'an. Allah's rahmat, Allah's special mercy on that person who makes four akats before asr. He wants that rahmat, that special mercy. Allah is opening it out, there's it. Now sometimes we think back, when last I made the four akats before asr, four akats before isha, and as far as the nafil after the sunnats of isha, that now doesn't count anywhere. No, we need to change that. The sunnat muakkada obviously that has to be completed. Likewise, the sunnat ghair muakkada we try as well. And some nawafil in the day. At least at night, if the best is that the hajjud is performed, but otherwise at least two rakats nafil with the niyat of qiyamul layl. That too will bring a lot of the benefits, though the hajjud is the hajjud, it can't 
bring the full benefit of tahajjud, but it will bring some of those benefits that are for tahajjud as well. But in that, the person makes a niyat of salatul tawbah, salatul haja, in the same two rakat. Allah has made it so easy for us. Now, the person who increases the nawafil, not confined to salah only, the nawafil is all encompassing. All the mustahabbat, all the different things, whatever is going to be pleasing to Allah Ta'ala. That tasbih, that zikr, that tilawat, all this is part of it. Allah My servant continues to get closer to me with the nawafil. How close? Until I then love him. Our whole quest and our whole uh, effort is to gain the love of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala says, I will make you my beloved. And then when the person becomes the beloved of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala further says, that when this happens, I become the eyes with which he sees. I become the ears with which he hears. I become the hands with which he holds. Now what does this mean? Allah becomes the eyes of somebody, the ears of somebody. Those eyes will only now see what Allah is pleased with. Those ears will only listen to that which Allah is pleased with. The tongue will only talk what Allah is pleased with. This becomes the person's condition. But where it developed from, fulfilling the faraiz and then continuing with nawafil to the point that this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala has come to this point. Now that drives him and he gets a pleasure out of it. So this is the one aspect which, this is what fans that muhabbat. And it's a two-way thing. The more he fans that muhabbat, that muhabbat drives him towards the amal as well. He has to do the amal, initially he'll have to push himself, pressure himself to do it. But as he pressures himself to do it, and it fans the heart, then the heart will drive him. Then it will push him to do it. Meaning he'll do it without any hesitation, without any effort. So this is one very, very fundamental thing to bring in our lives, in terms of salah, and the faraiz obviously, and the other nawafil, etc. Then, Another very, very important thing that fans this muhabbat of Allah wa ta'ala is the tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif. The tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif and especially what the Mashayikh state that there is nothing compared to tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif with tadabbur, with contemplation. Now somebody doesn't have the knowledge of the Arabic language, he is not familiar with the meaning of the Qur'an Sharif, then too we can learn some short surahs, learn the translation Recite those surahs with that contemplation. MashaAllah, we should be reciting Surah Yasin every morning. Man Yasin nahar The person who recites Surah Yasin at the beginning of the day, Allah will make all his needs get fulfilled. So gradually, one ayat a week, we learn the meaning from some alim. So in time, we'll be daily able to recite Surah Yasin with tadabbur. Mashaikh states that there is nothing compared to reciting Qur'an Sharif with tadabbur in fanning the heart. And if that happens in Salah, Nurun ala Nur. That a person now is reciting Qur'an Sharif in Salah, with the, this was the way Sahaba spend their nights. And this is how Nabi Kareem Wasallam look at the ahadith, one one rakat so long, but this was at tadabbur. Imam Abu Hanifa rahimahullah, one night started reciting he came to this ayat, got stuck there. Got stuck in the sense he couldn't go forward. Spent the whole night repeating the same ayat. Person who's done one iota of good, he'll see it. Person who's done one iota of evil, he'll see that. He got stuck at this. Whole night came out reciting it. The person who had to close the masjid and he knew him, he said, okay, maybe he'll now extinguish the lamp and close up and go eventually. I got to go now. So he didn't realize, that Imam Sahib didn't realize this person is still there waiting, saw him. He went away, he came back Fajr time to give the Azan. When he came back Fajr time, just before Fajr time came in, Imam Sahib was still standing there, still reciting the same ayat. And he didn't even realize now when suddenly he heard some sound, so he terminated his salah. Actually, Maaf, I'm delaying you, you want to close up and go. He said, I didn't wait to close up, I went and came back already, it's almost Fajr now. 
So he said, in my lifetime, you're never going to tell anybody about this. He didn't even realize the whole night went past. He thought this person is still waiting for him to close the doors after Isha. What was this? That muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. So the tilawat of Quran Sharif, this should become part and parcel of our daily life. No day should pass without tilawat of the Quran Sharif. And with that contemplation, Allah gave us tawfiq, at least some portion of it we learn. And those who have the ability to recite in general with tadabbur, that effort should be made. Then together with that is the zikr of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. The zikr of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, when the person remembers Allah, فَذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرْكُمْ Allah Ta'ala says, you remember me, I will remember you. So when a person is remembering Allah, and Allah Ta'ala remembers him then in return, he'll become the beloved of Allah Ta'ala. And that muhabbat of Allah will grow in his heart. The zikr of Allah Ta'ala, this is sometimes taken as a, well, very good, mashallah, nice thing, very good, but it's not done. There's no care to have a time for zikr daily. That some amount of time should be dedicated for the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala without any distraction. At least the basic tasbihat, istighfar, how much we are in need of istighfar daily. And then salawat and durood sharif upon Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The countless favors of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa upon us, upon the ummah. This is the least we can do, some token of appreciation. We can never fulfill the right of expressing the appreciation. But some little token of appreciation. Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa doesn't need us. We need him. We'll need his shafa'a and intercession on the day of Qiyamah. And Allah Ta'ala's grace, we send durood or Nabiya Kareem Salaam, one durood we send, we get ten blessings. So durood, salawat, at least hundred times a day, minimum. And then many other tasbihat, etc. In the current times and the halat that the ummah is facing, among the things that the mashayikh have emphasized, one is istighfar at least three hundred times and including the ummah in that istighfar, nastaghfirullah, nastaghfirullah, deeply from the bottom of the heart. And when a person will engage in this genuinely, sincerely, he'll feel there's something else in life. So now, istighfar, and especially in the halat that we are in, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah, this is a very, very effective zikr. Mujadid al-Fithani, rahmatullahi he has written that this is a very effective amal that a person in some difficulty, severe problem, so hundred times Duru Sharif, even the short formula, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, then five hundred times La Hawla wa La Quwata Illa Billah, and then hundred times Duru Sharif again, and then Dua. If just jointly this is done in a house, everybody, household members get together once in the evening for few. It'll take 10-15 minutes, 4-5 people get together. How long is it going to take? 10-15 minutes to is, if 5 people are jointly doing it, somebody does it on their own, excellent. 4-5 people do it jointly. But this is the least we can do to now bring the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala for ourselves, for the ummah at large. should try to start off this as well. The zikr of Allah Ta'ala. So the few things so far we've discussed is the aspect of the faraiz, nawafil, and then tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, then the very important aspect is bringing alive the Mubarak Sunnah of Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبُكُمُ اللَّهِ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ Sunnah is not confined to some specific actions. Sunnah in this context is the way of life. The way of life of the Biya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this is all encompassing. Everything that Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa did, how he went about it, what was his day, what was his night, how he conducted his time. That Mubarak way of life. Unfortunately, the Yahud and Nasara have made such an effort that their way of life and their mindset, their dressing, their preferences, they have pushed it into the Ummad. Their purposeless life. That life is all about entertainment. 
So a person just gets caught in that rut. No purpose in life then. And if there's deen to it on the side, people live the whole year just for the holiday at the end of the year. That's the purpose of life. And then every week they're living for the weekend. That's it. Something must have some entertainment. That's, that's life. The whole week, the purpose of that week is how the weekend can be enjoyed. And the whole year, person, whole amount of year, the whole year's savings, but just in one idle holiday somewhere. That becomes the whole life of a person. Now when this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala will come, then it will make life purposeful. There will be some true objectives in life. And it will take him further in life. Then he'll make his dunya and make his akhirat as well. So this bringing the sunnah of Nabi Kareem alive in our homes, one, one sunnah, one sunnah a week we learn. And we try to inculcate it as part of our daily life. Inshallah, the nur of that sunnah, this will illuminate our hearts, this will make our life so much more peaceful, serene, that contentment will come in the heart, that heart will be connected to Allah wa ta'ala, that muhabbat of Allah will come. All this will now become a reality when we will bring the sunnah of Nabi Kareem Salaam alive. But there are many other things as well. These are some of the aspects that are in the Quran Sharif, in the sunnah. These are the things that we should try, bring it in our own lives, bring it alive in our homes, pass the message on to others. This is what is the need of the moment to connect ourselves to Allah Ta'ala. To connect ourselves to Allah Ta'ala to the extent we are connected to Allah Ta'ala Iktu mera to sab mera. Falak mera zami meri. If one, Allah has become ours, Allah, if you are mine, then everything is mine. The heavens are mine, the earth is mine. Iktu nahi mera, to koi shay nahi meri. Allah, if you are not mine, then I can have all speed dials. Everybody, all the contacts. But when I need them, nobody will answer. Can have all the things which I think now, I sorted this out and secured that. But if Allah is not ours, Nothing is ours. We have to make Allah ours. We have to become Allah's. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. We'll make zikr for a few minutes and then go on. recite La ilaha illallah hundred times uh, when reciting La ilaha bring to mind that all the ghayrullah, all the evils all the illicit things all the haram whatever nafs and shaitan have dragged us into all these things we have taken out of our hearts and thrown it out in a very dirty form, filthy form all this is getting thrown out of our hearts and then illallah there is this nur that is illuminating our hearts which is the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. He said, La ilaha illallah Muhammadun Rasulullah Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala Alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi وَأَصْحَابِهِ وَبَارَكَ وَسَلَّمَ تَسْلِيمًا كَثِيرًا كَثِيرًا يَا رَبِّ صَلِّ وَسَلِّمْ دَائِمًا أَبَدًا عَلَى حَبِيبِكَ خَيْرِ الْخَلْقِ كُلِّهِمِ جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله La ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah Nine, I have in the law. 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 Nine, I have in the law.
Remove the love of dunya from our hearts, Ya Allah. Remove all the love of the haram from our hearts, Ya Allah. Remove the love of futility from our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the ghaflat from our hearts, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your remembrance, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Enable us to recite the Quran Sharif daily in abundance, Ya Allah. Enable us to be forever in your zikr and remembrance, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from following in the footsteps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Grant us a tawfiq of living the Mubarak Sunnah of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah, save us from the ways of the Yahud and Nasara, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, you show your special grace, Ya Allah. Your special rahmat, Ya Allah. On our brothers in Palestine, Ya Allah. Allah, our brothers and sisters are being mercilessly treated, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, the zulm of the Zalimeen has reached a peak, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you positivity, Ya Allah. Our carelessness, Ya Allah. Our lack of care, compassion for the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant your special mercy, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you remove the zulm from them, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you grant them every khair and barakat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, only you are their protector, Ya Allah. Allah, the whole world has turned their backs on them, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you send your special mercy, Ya Allah. Allah, you send down the angels that came down in Badr, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you protect and guide, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all that, Ya Allah. Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifai, kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Allah, remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Allah, those in any difficulty and hardship, Ya Allah. Out of your grace and mercy, remove it, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Those are in financial difficulties, Ya Allah. Remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's rizq, Ya Allah. Grant abundant halal and tayyib rizq, Ya Allah. Filled with barakat, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from every drop and grain of haram and doubtful things, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from doubtful actions, Ya Allah. Save us from all the evils, Ya Allah. Allah, cleanse our hearts out of all the sins and vices, Ya Allah. And all the evils, Ya Allah. Allah, put the love of deen in our hearts, Ya Allah. The love of Quran Sharif in our hearts, Ya Allah. The love of the masjid in our hearts, Ya Allah. The love of salah in our hearts, Ya Allah. The love of zikr and dua in our hearts, Ya Allah. The love of the efforts of deen, Ya Allah. Allah, accept us in our progeny till qiyamah for the khidmat of deen, Ya Allah. With ikhlas and afiyat and qabooliyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. And all that we have asked for, Ya Allah. Out of your grace and mercy, grant it to us, Ya Allah. Allah, what we should have been asking for, Ya Allah. Allah, without asking, grant it to us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All those who have raised their hands to this dua. All who asked us to make dua for them. Ya Allah, you fulfill each one's dies needs, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Grant each one the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, our greatest need is to become yours, Ya Allah. You become ours, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us yours, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, for too long we have been friends of shaitan, Ya Allah. For too long we have been in the friends of friendship of our nafs, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, and they have only dragged us towards our destruction, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us your friends, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove us from the clutches of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Take us into your mercy, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu bika min sharri masta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balaq. ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين